0: G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, And today I'm going to be going back in time and talking to my 20-year-old self about what I would do if I was starting again from scratch. Haven't you always wanted to go and have those discussions with yourself? Well, I can't do it, but hopefully it'll help some people that are starting again or near the start of their journey to get some clarity and fast track that whole approach so that they don't have to learn from all the mistakes and go through the pain that I've had to, to arrive at where I am today. So let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investor's Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. Now, what would I do if I was starting from scratch? I'd as a very first step and it's often so overlooked is to create a strategic portfolio plan, and why do you need one of these, what is it? It's really getting clear before you start adding the properties in as to what your strategy is for the type of properties, where you're going to, what your targets are for passive income and net wealth by what age, what your overall situation is, is really gonna dictate the type of strategy that you choose. So anyone that is really focused on cash flow properties or anyone that's really focused on blue chip properties, they seem really attached to that way of investing. What I see and the benefit of you know, having amazing um, software and creating these strategic plans for people, we just started doing some for some of our existing clients and I've, um, you know, worked really hard on the format and um, everything that goes into them. We'll be able to start offering them more widely soon to everyone else, but it's really key, uh, to working back from that end destination for your target passive income and, and net wealth and working out what you need to do to get there along the way. And that approach is going to be very different and tailored and specific which is why it's really hard to go and get one of these from i I don't know anyone that does it really well there's very few people around australia organizations and companies that can offer this to you because you have to really understand a wide cross-section of strategies not be biased to any one strategy and then look at the person's situation and their other goals along the way too do you want to upgrade your car every few years do you want to take those holidays do you want to put your kids through private school You want to drop down to one income when your partner has a baby do you want to upgrade your house all of these property specific you know planning questions come into it so you'd really need a plan preferably before before you go and buy the first one and you change your plan as you go of course i never thought when I was starting out that I'd be having the kind of goals that I have today but it spirals upwards and you can change your plan and you can add more in and you can adjust it and it's not meant to be a one fixed thing which is why we have a online portal for people to continue to log in update their situation and you can model out various scenarios and see how all these things are going to affect you you can stress test it and you know it's really exciting um, what can be done so that is really key, preferably before you go and buy anything. And you don't really want to get too far down the road of thinking that you're implementing a certain strategy, but is it going to get you there? Is it going to get you to where, where you want to be? So, really key. Now, second one, I would, in terms of when we start to consider strategies, I would prefer to go and buy the best quality of established property that I can afford. Now, when you start playing around with your plan, there's many different ways to make it, as I just mentioned. But the way that I believe that suits most people is to focus on quality, focus on growing your asset base first, do that with the best performing assets that you can afford. No point buying something if you can't afford to hold it long term. But that is going to, for most people, be the best recipe rather than just going and buying a whole bunch of lower-end, low-quality assets that are going to give you lots of quantity of properties, potentially lots of headaches with tenants, lots of things to worry about, and you're not necessarily going to grow that asset base because the growth is on average a lot lower. It can still be done that way, but... I would suggest for most people that buying the best quality of established property was the key word there, not go and buy new, not chase, you know, the marketing that you get from all these other big groups of buying something off the plan or a house of land. You want to buy where you can afford as well so that you're not stressing out at night and you can afford the repayments and you want to stress test that. So, number three in the th- things I would do is starting from scratch. I would try to get a parent to guarantee my loan, if possible, to be able to borrow at a higher loan-to-value ratio without a lender's mortgage insurance. And that's just going to help me get into that better quality property sooner and to get into the market sooner. And I'd then look to refinance them out, hopefully, in one to two years once we've got some appreciation from the market. If you're buying at an appropriate time in the cycle, you're going to have some uplift in the market, say 10% and that brings me to my next one is i'd be then looking to add some value too through a cosmetic value, um, cosmetic renovation doing a minor one so i'd either save the money or borrow it from someone for a cosmetic reno and then i'd refinance them back within 12 months and refinance the parents off of the guarantee and then you stand alone from there so i'd Loop in and, you know, you have a few barbecues every weekend to get your family and friends around to help out, especially if you know some that are trades people, you know, get your mate's rates going with them. Obviously, only do this if it's going to, if you've got the time to put into it and if you enjoy, you know, coordinating things or getting, you know, if you're pretty handy with how you can do stuff. Obviously, this is me speaking to my past self. Not every single thing is going to be applicable. Pretty much all of them are applicable to you if you're starting out except this adding value one. Only do it if you've got the bandwidth and capacity to do it. You don't want to create yourself a massive headache getting halfway through a renovation and working out that you haven't costed it out very well and it's taking way too long and you don't want the property sitting vacant while you do all that. The other option is... If you've got a bit more money, is to you know pay someone to a contractor to do everything and just to have a complete scope of work, and they just organise it all for you. You pay a little extra for it, other than the family and friends and mates rates, but definitely worth doing if you um, if you, if it's a choice of doing it or not doing it. So, next item: get really good at saving and money management much sooner. It's so hard when you starting out and you've got your instant satisfaction sort of mindset you know you want everything today you think you need to make no trade-offs at all and um, boy oh boy i had to learn that the hard way that it's really gonna your ability to move forward and grow wealth is how much you can get invested and if you're not a good saver that pattern is gonna get even worse when you make more income and you make more gains from your property and more income from your job or business, so you have to get this saving down and spend less than you make, even when you're making very little, because that habit will expand and exponentially enable you to get more invested and earlier, which is key. So you're getting the compounding going, and you can still enjoy. Your life along the way and have holidays and do other things and that's really going to be impacted too if you can save well you can do these other larger things and work towards the larger goals that you have but if you're a horrible saver and you're spending everything every week spending more spending the future on your credit cards uh, the future money that you're going to earn and you're going to find the journey really hard and you're going to be going backwards the whole way along when you're trying to take one step forwards, two steps back and not realizing. So very, very key. Now, number six, be conscious of the short term growth potential. And that's really important when you are starting out, because if you can buy well and get, you know, a good deal when you buy and into a suburb that is on the trajectory up over the shorter term, that's going to enable you to if you if you have got the guarantee from your parents you're going to be able to refinance, refinance them out if you've put enough deposit in yourself you're going to be able to refinance to you know buy the second property much sooner and you're it's going to really speed up your trajectory and your momentum into the next property so once you start getting two, three properties behind you, you don't care as much about when the cycle's coming around because you're positioned for it. You've got some asset base there that, uh, and you just keep saving and implementing your plan of buying the next property when you can. So focus on the shorter-term growth potential. But leading into my next one, of the tips is be conscious of the long-term growth potential as well and it's hard when you're starting out to hold this duality you just get so attracted at least i was to the short term that i'd trade off all of these long-term considerations so i do buy a property and in a shit area just to do a development or a renovation so i could add value at the beginning But then it didn't suit me to hold the property ongoingly because it's not desirable and it wasn't going to get that great compound growth going either. So it really does make a difference over the long term. Let's say you buy a 500K property, you're spending that much out in the market. If you can select that well versus have these undesirable factors, one5 to 2% difference in growth over 30 years is, you know, a million plus dollars. So massive difference when you extrapolate that out over the long term and imagine doing, you know, getting that extra on each of your properties that you own and uh, how much extra wealth that's going to make by the end of the day. Now, number eight, stay away from shiny objects. Oh, I just want to go back and shake myself and stop stop me from chasing everything just to try to get ahead quicker. I looked at and got into, you know, off the plan or, and I was looking at new housing. All these things are so shiny. Slick salesmen lure you in with their promise of high returns and amazing ways to do things. You, there's the shiny seminars that, you know, promise the world and basically charge you a huge amount just to be part of things and learn, you know, from these amazing experts and they go and flog you on their own development or something has happened in many seminars i've attended to. so anything too good to be true with really high returns usually is too good to be true and oh it's bringing up uh all the bad memories of the various money that i've lost just when i'm thinking back on it so I lost money on a, a binary options scam, and it's still going through the, the courts in a in a class action some twelve years later. And I may or may not get an outcome on that, but I got scammed. Shipping, I was in a shipping Ponzi scheme where the the returns to other investors were getting paid out of the capital of other investors that were getting put in. Did, thankfully, didn't lose much on that one, but I also Did some private lending and helped and coordinated that for some others to a a business that I trusted, but the business failed and the money was lost. So, this is all 12, 15 plus years ago when I was chasing shiny objects and trying to get higher returns, and I didn't understand the investment and the risks that were involved. So, Each of them produce returns at first. And that's all a part of the trap because they lure you in and try to get more investment out of you. And then they can completely wipe out that money and it sets you back because it happened at crucial times when I was trying to buy my first home. You know, I have to go back and explain to my wife, hey, you know, that money that we were sort of counting on towards our deposit, it's gone. So, Lots of pain in that. And any investor I speak to that has been around has made mistakes. And now I just stick to what is proven, what is got a proven performance and evidence based and staying within coloring within the lines and not trying to chase outlandish returns because that's where the extra risk is. Sorry to harp on on that point. <laughs> Clearly bringing up some real uh, bad memories there for me so the sums of money were a lot more to me at the time as well so it held me back from buying more property sooner and really hurt my confidence as well it takes some time to emotionally recover from those situations so i often think where would i have been at you know if i hadn't suffered those losses to, towards the beginning of when i started investing you can easily draw the conclusion and many people do that all investments are bad and and that everyone's out to to get you and and uh, you can become very skeptical after going through a number of those experiences you just need to try and click if you've had anything like that happen to you you want to clean the slate you want to rig you want to find people that you can trust and then You want to do what is proven and based on evidence. And that's what I've done in reinventing myself too. So last one, number nine, concentrate on property if that is your preferred asset class and get really great at it. So whatever you do, I suggest you get really great at one thing by concentrating. Then once you've grown your asset base, once you've accumulated, I then see the benefit in diversifying to other asset classes later and that's just my personal approach but it doesn't make sense to be i see so many investors that are scattered we're doing this over here we're doing that over there we're doing none of them well and you know their results are suffering because they're not they're taking too many risks where they don't even realize they've got too many blind spots they don't know the asset class well enough and I think the riches are in the niches, (laughs) as one of the business sayings. The Americans say niches instead of niches. But you want to go an inch wide and a mile deep, is the other saying, and really concentrate deep. And if property is your thing, you want to really make the most of what you can do there first, I believe, and then once you've grown your wealth, diversify into other assets and obviously see your own independent financial advice from qualified professionals on that point before doing anything. So nine points of what I would do if starting from scratch, all starts with your plan at the beginning and getting into quality properties, getting some parent help if it's available. Not everyone's parents are in that situation to guarantee things you got to get your own money management down if they can't help well even better reason to be a great saver and then try to align the short term and the long term when you're looking at your properties and your opportunities really hard to hold both of these at the same time but key make sure if you're open to doing a cosmetic reno it's a great way to to add value and get your family and friends involved stay away from shiny objects and finally concentrate on one asset class get really great at it and then look to diversify so thanks for tuning in and catch you on the next one just a reminder the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature as we don't know your specific situation you should always seek professional advice before taking any action for free market reports on your suburbs of interest and other helpful resources to grow your wealth make sure you join my property investor update at investorsedge.com.au slash join. And finally, make sure you're a member of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group to be part of the conversation with other like-minded investors, get help to your questions and get a feel for what's going on out there in the market. I'll see you in the group.